Germanica analysis of Shrek, recorded February 12, 2013, led by Chris Huntley. Tonight we watched Shrek. I want to do a, an analysis of this. Let's start with describing the overall story. What is, so in the big picture, what's the story about, or what's, where's the conflict? What's, what's going on? Uh, first idea, uh, saving his swamp, but that's personal. Yeah, I think that's definitely, uh, Shrek is the only one who's concerned with that. <laughs> balancing the kingdom, I don't know. Well, it's Lord Farquhar, uh, Farquhar or Farquhar? Farquhar's Farquhar. 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 ambitions. Farquhar, just think Forquad. 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 What was that? Forquad. Yeah. Ah, that's, 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 that was a good way to put it. I was trying to, you know, everybody, he's displaced all the fairy tale creatures. Right. Uh, yeah. So you've got, uh, Farquad, uh, now, now, let's see, he's displacing that. That's before he gets the uh, mirror, right? And then, so that sort of sets things up. He's never really adequately explained why he wanted to displace the fairy tale creatures. How does that consolidate his power? Uh, I Yeah, there well, he just said he reasons. wanted his kingdom to be perfect, so he's getting rid of all the things that he considered not perfect. That's pretty right. much what it was. Yeah. Right, right, oh. right, okay. Perfecting Farquaad's kingdom. <laughs> yeah, the perfection of his kingdom. Although, yeah, basically, he wanted it to be humans, I think, so he got rid of all the non-human things. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you could, you could extrapolate and say, you know, that the magical creatures might threaten him, his power, mm -hmm. but I, it, 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 all the, said, the, the script wasn't that explicit. Yeah, yeah. all it said was about making the kingdom. More pure. Yeah. Okay. And it's really because he wants to be, he wants to be king. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. remember the the whole reason he's getting the princess is because he can't be king unless yeah. he's married to a princess. Queen. Which again is not fully explained. If he's not king, then who is? Yeah. Yeah. No I mean, we don't even learn about her parents until the next. Right. There's there's no there's no history in yeah. this. It's just. Right. That's a that's sort of set up as the the given, so it's like you know, okay, mm -hmm. that's the way it is. Well, and and obviously they wanted to keep the movie short, keep it to ninety minutes, and right. so they didn't get into a lot of you know, yeah. backstory. no backstory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the only backstory is sort of the, what they set up right at the beginning, which is you know, he there's an edict that he says mm -hmm. get rid of all the fairy tale creatures, and. Um, and the way he does that is he sticks them all in Shrek's backyard. Yeah, so uh, other than that, doesn't really have a... It doesn't need anything more than that. And, of course, the, the activities that happen after that are all based on him wanting to become king. Right? right. The whole getting the princess and getting married, and he doesn't even care about her. He just wants to be the king or the crown. Mm -hmm. um, okay, main character... I want to be alone. Okay, and who wants to be alone? Shrek. 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 Oh, he's just going to shrek. He likes his privacy. Uh, he, well, he likes... He, well, okay. <coughs> he, he, he resents the, the people's prejudice against him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he wants yeah. his... Well, he likes being an ogre. Yeah. I and mean, and he likes the fact... I mean, he does. He likes the fact that he's an ogre and it keeps everybody away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when everybody... He sort of ignores that. He just a bit of a problem for him. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. um, yep. But let's. But I don't want to get so much into sort of why he's doing what he's doing because we'll be answering a lot of questions about that. 
And who is the influence character or the impact Princess. character? Princess. Princess Fiona. Fiona. And what type of relationship is it? Love relationship. Romantic? Yeah. Romantic. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, knight, knight and princess. You know. Yeah. <laughs> ogre and princess, I think, is the uh, no. is the bigger. Yeah. If you're looking for the conflict, it's the ogre princess. I do want to make a point that Donkey is doing a lot of impact character for quite a while, and then she, I think, there's a bit of a hand. Okay. Donkey doesn't have much of an arc, though. He pretty much is. Well, I mean, he doesn't he, need to because yeah, yeah, strength changes. Yeah, he's pretty true, 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 but I think he's, he sort of fills in that gap until right. Yeah, yeah, she comes in. And so, what would the relationship between Shrek and Donkey be? It's not romantic. No, no, it's <laughs> a sidekick relationship. On, yeah, he's he's very sidekick, but he does raise <clears throat> a lot of issues that Fiona ultimately sort of takes up. So, I, I'd say leader and sidekick, or something. Um, protagonist sidekick relationship, but um, okay. there, there are some there are some emotional and psychological issues that are raised in their conversations. Right. Um, although they do get to the castle pretty uh, to the tower pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's a not a whole lot of time they're developing. Right. Um, but he, but he very quickly lets Shrek know that you don't bother me. I, I like you. You're fine. You're cool. Which is a recurring issue of the rest of the way through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, main character resolve, change your steadfast, and why? Actually, before we do that, mm -hmm. I just want to go down to the to, to the end story outcome, success or failure. Mm -hmm. Success, success, uh, yeah. success, and good. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, that is. All right. Question. Judgment, good or bad? Good. 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 I think I'm ready for that. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that one's good. But the overall... But Farquhar didn't get what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, but is he seen as a protagonist or as an antagonist? Yeah, he's the antagonist. Right. So, as an antagonist, if the antagonist didn't get what he wanted... So what? That means it's a success story. That's right. Okay. Right. You know, so this may be what the king is after, but if he's the bad guy and we're not rooting for him, then that's probably not the goal. It's probably the opposite of that. You've got this bad guy king who wants to take over... And you know, despot wants to rule far, far away, and uh, so you'd say the same thing about Skyfall, because Silva wants something and he doesn't get it by the end. So, right, well, okay. I think it's probably a little, little more complicated than that. Well, probably yeah. not archetypal characters, but yes. Because after all, <laughs> anyway, we can we can come back to that if you're not really comfortable with that. But I just think. That's why it's no, always important it's to think of where the goal is. You know, what is? Does it seem like a happy ending? If it's it I mean, was, without any bittersweetness, which I think it's it was a happy okay, It's pretty happy. Then, then it's probably a success, good story. Mm -hmm. And if that case, that's case, you know, mm. when you start to think about what exactly the goal is, you want to make sure you're framing it in that that with that sense. I, I think you could probably frame the goal as being, you know, bring the princess back. For a happy, for a happily ever after ending, and you do that, even though it's the king initiated that goal, but mm -hmm. it's, th it's still well, the goal. The princess that's is true love. But they brought right. the princess back about halfway through, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, that, if that's the overall goal. There's a lot of movie that happens after that. Uh, what was that, Sam? To release the oppression of the, the, of the true love. 
it may be end up being something like that. I think yeah, having you know, looking at it in terms of a despot, you've got somebody who's overly controlling and and you know let things go back to sort of being their normal natural way. Remember, even all the you know the audience reactions are all scripted too. You know, so it's got that being as seeing really troublesome. And it starts off with him hurting all the fairy tale creatures into you know a a prisoner encampment. <laughs> now, is the story outcome only in reference to the overall story? Because from Fiona's point yes. of view, it might be a failure. Good. It is only the overall. Is, it is yeah. only the overall the story. Okay. That's yeah. the important part about it, is that you've got the frame of reference has to do with the big picture. All right. Except she did get rid of the curse, but the curse was that she had to look like a human during the day. Well, we'll get to okay. Fiona right. in, in a little bit. <laughs> don't, don't, oh, Sandy. Don't, don't, I mean, don't get ahead of yourself. Okay. You start confusing things. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so back to the main character resolve, change or steadfast. <coughs> main character definitely change. Change. Yeah, change. 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 And character. how do we know that? What What does he change from and to? And give an example in, from the film. Uh, he changes from somebody who at the beginning doesn't want anyone around and kind of fears other people and uses you know his ogreness to keep people away. And he changes into a character who needs other people and who actively pursues relationships. Okay. Now, at the very beginning of the story. He's alone, and he's pretty happy with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, he says he's happy, but he's yeah, not yeah. really. What do you mean? He's playing around in the mud. He's eating his eyeballs. He's you know, I mean, everything seems to be just hunky dory, right? He looks happy. Yeah, for sure. He looks happy. Well, he may be. Well, happy. I mean, there's. A, he, there's a, put it this way: there is no unhappiness in him yeah, that we can see. I mean, and I to me, he's smiling when he's you know gargling the the, the mud and all that stuff, and. To, that is something we see on screen. We do not need to project beyond that to right. see that he's supposed to be in a pretty happy state at the beginning. Okay. Right? Like you said, he, yeah, he relishes being an ogre. He he loves it when he scares the townspeople away. Yeah, he's having a great time, you know, sneaking up behind them and he says, you know, this is the point where you're supposed to run away screaming. You know, and they, they run away. You know? and, I mean, so he likes that. But then the conversation he has with Donkey later when they're looking at the stars kind of reveals that he's not as happy as he would seem. Because what has changed? Well, he was that yapping donkey there. Donkey's not thing. afraid. Donkey's not afraid. And there's a girl in the picture. And there's a girl in the picture. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so now the context has changed. In the relation, he's got a relationship now. There were no relationships before. He personally... You know, in his own life, of course, everybody's in his in his backyard. That is his problem. Right. He doesn't want everybody in his backyard, and it's caused because of the the despot trying to get rid of everything that he doesn't like, um, and have it you know sort of his own imaginary world where things are perfect, <laughs> um, and short people are tall and all that kind of stuff. Uh, now, at the end of the film. How has Shrek changed from that? Is he happy being an ogre? Yeah, yeah. He's still happy being an ogre, but he's right. got a wife ogre, which makes him happy. He's a what? But he's now got a female ogre. Right. But he's not trying to push everybody out. He's not trying right. to keep right. everybody away anymore. Right. Okay, so he's what that means is, if, if we're looking at that exclusively... 
that it's a little more complicated than just looking at I want to be alone or I, I'm, ha I'm, I'm an ogre. But there's right. certainly elements of the alone part he can do by himself. The, the having other people around is more in the, I think is more in the relationship arena, contextually. Because you think at the end, except for the fact that he's fallen in love, <laughs> he would actually be okay with who he is, right? Right. But he's fallen in love, which of course has changed, changed his life. Um, so what I would suggest is, okay, so how has he changed then? If he's, a, if he's okay bachelor, is the fact that he now wants to be a married guy... Is that the change? No, it's change where he's, where he's taller. Is that was, so was that something that was a problem for him that now he's on this particular topic? It's it's a it's a that's been solved. He's no longer a loner. He's he's reaching out. He's let down his uh, sure. walls. Sure. Well, people can grow, but the question is, was it an issue beforehand or not? I'm I'm, I'm not I, I I'm not trying to going. answer the question. And let's look going. at the flip side. Let's look at who's the influence character? Fiona. Where is she in this? Is she a steadfast character? If so, how? Is she a changed character? If so, if so oh. how? Yeah, that's, that's right. I was confused because she so does her change. Her self-acceptance. You know, she she really changes. I mean, yes. her change is pretty obvious. She yeah. goes from wanting to be a human, period, and hating you. her ogreness to being completely okay with being an ogress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. I think that's what it's called. the real word. Yes. Yeah. No, it is. It is. But yeah. I, anyway, I think, I think she was the one who was supposed to change in this. Okay. That Shrek is a is a is a happy guy. He's pissed off because the overall story is like landed in his backyard. Mm -hmm. He wants to get rid of it. Ends up in a relationship, which is something he wasn't expecting first with Donkey. Uh, which he finds very annoying, but then it turns then and then he sees the positive sides of that because it's just the the annoying element of it is starting to disappear when in in comes you know yeah. Fiona, um, and ultimately you know he feels really lost without her, but he still wants to be an ogre. He doesn't want to become a human. Right. That's the third story, I think it was. <laughs> the second story. One of, the second, second story. One, yeah. Second one. That was the second story. Um, well, you know, yeah, I, I'm seeing, I, think, I agree, I think you said best. And they were, they're playing on our belief that no one really likes to be alone. Right. But he does. Right. He's okay with it. And he likes being an ogre. Yeah. Think, she, yeah. Go ahead, Sam. Well, I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, now that you put it that way, it really makes sense that he loves being an ogre and now he's going to love even more being an ogre because he's got someone to be an ogre with. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the aloneness that was the issue. It was being an ogre that was the thing that, that we defined ogre in town. Yeah. yeah. There are no other ogres. Right. Uh, I, I, there was also an interesting line uh, when he says, uh, you know, when they're sitting in front of the moon saying, uh, I don't have the problem. The problem is in the world. And so that's either, that, that's either you know, the, the story either proves that statement correct or proves it to be a sort of a state of denial, one or the other. But I think uh, he is kind of holding on. 
I, I guess you could, you know, say that he's holding on to sort of his pride in being an ogre until the world around him changes. Right, and the and the rationale for that we see in the reaction of Farquaad to Fiona after she's turned into the ogre, the ogress. Right. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you know, he sees, and she's kind of like, "Oh my God, I'm ugly. I'm terrible. This is this is awful." And of course, she never wanted him to see her as an ogre. Because her opinion of being an ogre is that it's this is a terrible thing. I, I, I do not want to be this way. So she didn't even think that it could be possible that that was actually the solution to her problem, is that you know she, that she could turn into an ogre. She always imagined it as the fairy tale ending, where she meets a human Prince Charming and... It's a be- she's looking for the Beauty and the Beast ending. Right, right. <laughs> exactly, a Beauty yeah. and the Beast ending. Right. right. She was, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, uh, this is sort of the, the flip antithesis of that. Mm-hmm. of that, exactly. And that's the sort of the joke of it. Um, but but you do see the world change around him when yes. the cue card, you, you know, when Farquhar's gone uh, now. And he, right, they yep, right. Oh, exactly. The cue card guys. Right, that's, yeah. a, that's a steadfast character holding out until the world conforms to the way he sees it. Oh, yeah. And that's why oh, it's a yeah, success yeah, story. Right. That's 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 the proof yeah. that oh I I stuck through it. Yeah. I'm okay. Um, they played off a lot of our stereotypes about loneliness and rejection, all these things. They turned them all upside down. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no, actually, and that's okay. where a lot that's a tremendous amount of the humor is. Yeah. Of course the most inhuman character is the human. It's, you know that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, so I think be- because Fiona is a really clear change character, it, it and by contrast, it's on exactly the you know the same kind of thing. Except she's more concerned about opinions than she is about sort of physicality. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But she just has this way of seeing what imagining what things are, and it and it doesn't turn out that way. But it actually. She turns out to be really happy because she's also in love with someone. And of course, she's not judging Shrek by the same values that she judges judging herself. Because she'd be fine being a human princess with Shrek. Mm-hmm. You know, which probably would have some problems in and of itself. But they're, they're, it's not an issue because it's mm-hmm. because of magic, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's probably better seen in terms of what the story meaning is built into it that he's a steadfast character. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we do see a lot of growth, though. We do see him soften up. We do see him start to care. Not that we don't see him uncaring at the beginning. We just see him like, you know, <coughs> stop bothering me. I don't, you know, you're really annoying. And, of course, Donkey really is annoying. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, is important. Is story in Torino as well? <laughs> it's a lot of the same. Grand Torino? Yeah. Curmudgeon who's happy that way for a while. Yeah. Right, right. Well, there's a difference, yeah. though, because I don't think Clint Eastwood is happy. I think Clint Eastwood in, in, in Grand Torino is um, undisturbed. Okay. And I think there's a, there's a difference, because I think at the end he actually is, he is enjoying himself. Changes, okay. Yeah, so I think that that's something that is different because he's, you know, Shrek is clearly enjoying himself at the beginning. He's clearly enjoying himself mm-hmm. at the end, and he's having an okay time most of it. But of course, his trek is that it's getting kind of worse and worse and worse because he's 
starting to see something that's different that he's never been exposed to and the potential and then suddenly it's going to be pulled away from him and what am I going to mm-hmm. do and I got to take the chance you know and I'm going to go I'm going to go grab it you know if if he changed he would really become that 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 mean ogre that doesn't you know that really doesn't want anybody around rather than scaring them away he would eat them you know that kind of you just see that that could have happened that direction. Um, but it wasn't that kind of a story. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, how about... Actually, the other one. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. Yeah, the change, right. Uh, thank you. Someone's paying attention. Uh, main character approach, doer or beer? He's a doer. Then how do we know? Um, well... Uh, He doesn't seem to be too much of a stretch when they say somebody's got to go find Farquhar. Okay, I'll go. I mean, he, he, he's, he's active on his own. He's having fun on his own. Uh, and that's, so that doesn't mean much either way. Beers can have fun on their own. But well, sure, but he, but he also, you know, he um, goes up and, you know, is... is he basically goes out to scare the people, scare them, and, and chase he them. Makes, and makes a sign, you know, warning, right? Stay away, exactly. And he goes, he goes, and you know, it's like, okay, I'll just fight all these guys if just you know, because they're problematic for me. Cause well, I, well they, when they tell him, oh, you know, Lord Farquhar's responsible, and he says, okay, I'm going to go talk to him. Right. Yeah, yeah that's and, what I mean. Uh, oh, you want me to go? You know, make a deal, guy. You know, okay, I'll go rescue the princess. Fine, right. You know? <laughs> Yeah, he has, he has no doer. trouble doing stuff. Right? Yeah, right. I just was saying that that the way to to me a real classic way to tell a beer is when they're interacting with other people. They tend to they tend to pull back a little bit. Whereas he's always pretty straight ahead. Right, but then you have look at look There's at some active beer at Fiona. I mean, now she's she's clearly seems to be a beer. Remember when this again? This mm-hmm. is. For her personally, you know, she has to get everything ready when she realizes she's going to be saved, you know, and she gets the flowers and everything. You know, everything has to be perfect, and you know, this you've got to be Prince Charming. You know, it's not it's like everything has to be that certain way. Um, Now, I think that the story requires her to be a little more active than that, but she's a very assertive beer too. She'll make things be a certain way if she can, Um, but it's you know even. Being romantic, so okay, so I'll, you know, you you do the toad thing. Okay, I can do that too. But it's sort of as a, a, a an act of romance. Romance, but she, of course she's most concerned about what she becomes. You know how she's transformed in the middle of the night. You know, and then the darkness. You know, so that's that seems to be her, her way of dealing with things is to you know. You know, be out of be out of sight. You know, it's like disappear mm-hmm. when when she's got her yeah. her uh, problem. Okay, main character problem solving style: linear or holistic, and why? Oh, working. Let's see. Uh, there's a really really excellent example of this. I mean, it couldn't be better. Is linearity. Yeah. <coughs> Um, uh, crossing the bridge. No, uh, the the best one is he's he's in front of the castle. He sees the the giant head 
uh, oh. guy who, who goes <laughs> going through, through the that, line, he just walks, and right he through. Just walks yeah, yeah. straight through all the right. lines. You know, it's like a, a linear thing. It's like, okay, that's where I want to go, and just goes straight to it. <laughs> you know, pulling all the ropes and yeah, all the this ropes. stuff is like that is a lit. I mean, at the extreme, that's a linear thinker. You know, and even when he sees he needs to speak to Farquhar, he's like, okay, there's Farquhar. And he walks straight in, and, and of course all these guys try to kill him, and he takes care of them, and then, you know, all right, so. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, so, so the, the precondition, the requirement here for getting what I want is to go do what he wants. All right, fine. Right fine. out there, yeah. Right, that, but that one where you just see the, pa the, the <laughs> path that the one guy goes down, because that's the way ever, yeah. somebody else that's has set it, it up, and that's how you have to go through it. He just plows straight through yeah. it. That, to me, visually, was exactly what was going on there. Okay. Yeah. How about story driver? Action or decision? Seems to be kind of a simple one. And give some examples. Think of the inciting event, the closing event, is major the, turns. Well, the, is it the uh, edict? Is it the edict or just the fact that um, all the... Uh, well, you know, the edict the happens, right? Nothing really goes on until what? He decides to go after the princess. Well, no, all the creatures show up in the swamp. Oh, right. Yeah, he, he's creatures. like suddenly he's invaded. Yeah. Okay. The all right. It's like that's when the main character becomes involved with the overall story. Yeah, because he's a sure he's a a, a fairy tale creature, but. He's kind of immune to that. Remember, they come out try to get him, and he's like, you know, you and what army? But uh, it's not until they actually, you know, get all these fairy tale creatures in his swamp that it's a real big problem. Okay, so that's one. Fine. How about the end? Well, it, the end is either when... In the overall story. When not the end of the film. Farquhar gets uh, eaten by the dragon. That's it. Or... Nope, uh, that's it. Or the spell is broken. Nope. Okay. No, nope, because the spell is broken before he's eaten. Yeah, because he's eaten. To her and remember, and if yeah. he was going to kill her and all that stuff, no, it's when the dragon eats Farquhar. That's when it's it. In other words, he... you're not going to have the despot around here anymore. No. You know, the no things are going to loosen up. Far, far away is going to be much better place, or what is this? This is far, far away, or is that a no, different far, far place? That's her. That's her homeland, right. Yeah. right? Okay, wherever. Just very far. Yeah, far land, land, whatever. Um, in Dulot or something. Oh, that's right. I never understood. Dulot. I understand that. Well, where that it, name come from? I think oh, it was a play Lancelot. on the French, not liking the French. Yeah, Lancelot Dulac was the yes. name originally. Mm -hmm. Lancelot. He was Dulac. 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 of the lake. And, yeah, of the lake. And then the the parking lot was Lancelot. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> yes, well you can also think of Lancelot, like a parking lot. Yeah, Lancelot. Yeah. Lot. As you get all the symbols at Disneyland. Yes, yes, we exactly. Did. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so Duloc, right? So you've got the this despot in Duloc, and he's gone. So no more. The end of story. Mm -hmm. You know, the relationship storyline's not over yet, and character is not over yet. You know the overall the influence character through one's not over yet, but they're just story. they're all tying up at the same time. Yeah, you know, just boom, 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 boom. So that is also an action. And what about any other ones? Mm -hmm. Well, getting 
getting the princess out of the uh, ca- uh, the, the dragon castle. castle, out of the tar pit, or the I mean the lava. Right. Pit. There's a really natural pause where you have them on one side of the chasm and the the dragon going on the other side. You know. Then you start into the second part where you know you move move into the relationship through line a little bit. You know where she's like, okay, so you can give me the kiss and. You know, they sort of introduce that whole part. But it's that is clearly a ma- major turn. But the third act uh, kind of kicks off when he brings uh, Farquhar to, uh, uh, into the woods, or where uh, the place where they're staying, the windmill place. Right. Um, that, you know, um, I guess Farquhar show, showing up to claim his princess mm-hmm. uh, seems to be, seems to kick off the third act. Or, or them going off. You know her leaving with the with Farquhar. Yeah, okay. yeah. That that is definitely the. It's not, not a hard transition there, but it definitely feels like that's that is one too. So, yeah, I think that's definitely. It has the sense that it's an action driven story, which of course is why some of the things that he has to do as a doer are also in line with what he's doing in, as a sort of a protagonist, right? You know, trying to get her things back to normal in in the fairy tale land. Which I think is probably maybe a little closer to what the goal might be or something, because things seem to have gotten put out of sorts, and we got to get things back back the way they were. Because remember, all he said, all he says to to all the fairy creatures is that I'm going to send you back to wherever you guys came from, and they're like, "Yay! That's a good indicator that that's a goal," you know? <laughs> yeah. When you have a whole bunch of people say, "Yes, we all want that to happen," it's like, okay, that's 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 a pretty good goal. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, the antagonist is absolutely against that, so it's like, okay, that's another good indicator that that's a goal. All right, story limit, time lock or option lock? Option lock. And what is the option lock? Hey there, welcome. Well, he 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 wants to to be be. he, he wants to live a happy life, and and uh, there's, there's no time limit on him living a happy life. Sure, but what does that have to? When we're looking at, you know, sort of getting things back to normal, getting getting Duloc and the, the fairy tale creatures all sort of sorted out. What are the things that need to have to happen? It's all. He has to reject. She has to reject the king. Um, well, she actually never really does that. So that 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 wouldn't be one of the options. But it also leading up to the wedding, because right, once the wedding have, happens, then the heel his place as king will be. You got sealed. the wedding. You have the uh, uh, you've got the um, princess getting rid of the uh, fairy tale creatures and finding a champion. Not in that order. Not in that order. But I think those are all things that have to happen in order for um, things to be set back right. You know, because some because the antagonist has these requirements that, you know, if you can satisfy him and make him go away, then great. But but it actually requires ultimately defeating you know defeating the the antagonist. And the, remember what the the limit does it brings it to the crisis. It doesn't bring you past the crisis. That's different than what the driver does. The the closing driver ends the story. The the limit brings you to that point of crisis. So it sort of like says, okay, the timer's on, and here's when it's over, and at that point, you know, 
use it or lose it, or whatever one of those you know, types of things. Or if it's an option lock, you've got six chances. You know, that's that last one, now you're going to win or fail based on that last chance. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, that's the crisis point. So it does appear to be an option lock. Well, yes. In her mind, it's a time lock for that day because she didn't want to... She wants to get for married. which day? The wedding day. Mm -hmm. I mean, the day she meets him. What time is that? Exactly. She just wants to do it before sunset. Right. That's not a time. But that's not... Yeah, which is not established in the first right. act. By, so right. It's, it's not established early on. So. Yeah. Right. Remember, the limit is the story limit. Okay. Not any particular more, more small overall. limit. Like, there, you, can ha you can set up little... Sort of baby time locks and, and and option locks within you know your story. Right. At the end of Star Wars, you have the countdown, the fifteen minutes, right? You know, until they are lined up and they put a clear shot at, at the uh, the rebel base. That's just there to sort of hype, heighten excitement, but it is not a limit because if they said, okay, you know, we have a little technical problem, it's going to be another thirty minutes. It's not going to end. The, you know, it's not going to affect the meaning of the story. Yeah. I was thinking just how Philadelphia's story has a wedding and it's a time lock, but that is established all the way through, and everybody in the story... Oh, Philadelphia's story, not Philadelphia, yeah. right? It's right. Two different things. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's concerned about the wedding, right. and it's ongoing all the way through to talk about that, and everybody's concerned. Right, and, and you'll find if it's, a, if it's a deadline, if it's a time, like a, a time lock, you're going to be reminded constantly right. Right. time is... Right. You know, fleeting, and uh, you know you'll you'll see either like they did in uh, in um, High Noon, where you have the clock ticking and getting closer and closer and closer to noon, or you'll have you know a calendar with pages or whatever. I mean, whatever cliche you can think of, or someone like, looking at their watch, or you know you see how much closer it's getting. So you you need to make sure you give reminders, and whether it's an option lock or a time lock. Now, this one didn't. It's such a short, light story. You know, it doesn't really matter how much, if it was a time lock or option lock, so much. Except, there was a sense that once all these pieces were together, you know, once... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That kiss would have... That once Shrek and the, and the princess and Farquaad and all these pieces are in the same place at the same time, that's like a puzzle, you know. It's, gonna, it's going to make have a picture. Now, what is it, what's going to come out of that? You know, and I think that's... That's another way of looking at it, almost like these different putting things in proximity, and once they all align, that brings the uh, the uh, climax. Okay. Any other que any questions about this, or mm -hmm. anybody want any other examples from any of these topics? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. What about mass, yeah. uh, main character growth? Is that a stop or a start? Um, yes. I usually leave it alone, only because if we answer that. It will limit our other choices elsewhere, ah. with the co in combination with other choices we've made. And rather than doing that, we now what we can do if we want, we can say, you know, does it feel like it's a, a stop story and a start story? <coughs> now, as a as a steadfast character, it's going to feel as though either the main character is in this scenario where there's something sort of bad that he's sort of got to endure and outlast, and if he does, then then that's good. So that's a stop story. Mm -hmm. A start story is somebody, the main character is waiting for something to begin, kind of like, 
you know, if only this would start, like, you know, if only that contract would come through, you know, that something has, it, it's, it's not here yet, that would be a start story. So, does anybody have a feeling for which way they think that it might be? like a stop. I mean, yeah, the villagers going after him with the, with the torches, you know, and, and uh, you know, he wards them off, but clearly, and, and, then, and then, of course, you know, everybody, sh you know, his environment is invaded. Right. Uh, by something he doesn't want. Right, and that's when, the, that's when the pressure starts. Right. When, they, when he's invaded, that's when the pressure begins for him. So everything, his life is, is in perfect stasis at the very beginning. Right. And even when the villagers come to invade, he, he can deal with it. But then, the, you know, uh, uh, suddenly his back, backyard is all crowded, and that's an intolerable invasion that he has to go deal with. And, and so it feels like a stop. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, yes? No? Maybe no so. mm -hmm. As okay. opposed to being a hole in the heart kind of thing. Yeah. But it wouldn't character. be a hole in the heart because that would be a change character. Right. But in this, but in this case, he's, he's, he's not sitting there going, boy, I wish I had, you know, another person to share my life with or, you know. Right. Uh, he doesn't uh, recognize that a need. Right. Yeah, right. So the start story is about a lack yes. in some fashion, whereas right. a stop story is... About too much of something. Too, too much, much of something, yeah. yeah. Okay. And he definitely seems to have too much of fairy tale creatures around him. And he wants to try to get rid of them all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now what we want to do is we want to um, move on over here <laughs> and identify the four through lines, um, associate them with essentially the big chart, which is in the software you see them as a choice of four items. Um, I like showing them in the chart arrangement because the, <clears throat> the, the layout of them actually has meaning. The reason, I, reason is, is that your overall story and main character, uh, I mean overall story and relationship are going to always be in a in a dynamic pair. So they're always going to be in a, a diagonal relationship. And then the main character and influence character are always going to be in a diagonal relationship. So that you can see that easily if you look at it in the quad form as opposed to just a list of, alphabetical list of choices. Uh, so, anybody want to uh, identify either maybe sort of where the main character or the overall story takes place? And again, look for it by, what you want to do is when you're trying to identify a through line or a domain for a particular through line, think of where the conflict comes from within that context. It will be shown everywhere, but it's going to seem to be sourced from some one place and then radiate out from that. I think she's in a fixed attitude because she, she, she uh, sees herself as being ugly. Okay. I would say Shrek was the fixed attitude. I'll second that. Yeah, I was thinking Shrek was fixed attitude. I was trying to figure out if overall store is activity or situation. I'm not real clear on what would... Well, he's a doer, so he's got to be... Well, he wouldn't be... I mean, he seems to be fine with being an ogre, but the thing that seems to give him conflict is that he's an ogre. And the question is, is it just him being an ogre that's the problem, or is it what, he, what ogres do that's a problem? If you're or what others do to ogres. Or what others do to ogres, right. When I thought Shrek's issue was I want to be alone, I would have put him there. But now that he enjoys being an ogre and it's other people's problem with that, maybe that puts him in the situation. 
Okay. Um, if if it's situation, that means I mean one way of looking at it, but I'm not sure if that's actually the the overall story or not. That's the thing is that the overall story. Um, it's it's you know is it an activity that's a problem or is it a a, a stasis? Is I, go ahead. Well, I was going to say you know. If, 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 if the measure of success of, of, the, of the overall story is that Farquhar is 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 disposed of, uh, and that's like that's the cut, it, that would well, but that would work at any whenever you resolve the inequity, it's gonna that's gonna that's gonna end. So that doesn't so mean words, it's is, a situation. It, that doesn't mean it's situation. Right? Is is the problem the presence of Farquhar or what he's or what he's doing and. Um, <sighs> Yeah, it's, it's kind of lightweight. Go ahead, Ken. Well, I'm just throwing it out there. I think the overall story is in manipulation um, because that's what Farquhar does, and uh, there's a lot of different processes of thinking and putting um, Shrek in situation because it's he's fine with the situation until it changes to a new stasis where he's got all these sudden invaders, mm -hmm. and then influence character's fixed attitude because he has such fixed attitudes about it. I mean, okay. Anybody else have uh, in their relationship supporting our contrary views? That I haven't thought much deeper than that. So okay. I don't know about those now, concerns. Um, we, I'm going to ask you to test you a little bit on this. Sure, thing. please. Um, only on the overall story part. Okay. Um, you say that there's a lot of manipulation going on, or psych psychological problems. Um, where do we see that in character? If you if you exclude Shrek and Princess, um, how where do you see it elsewhere? Well, I, I sort of see um, uh, Farquhar as as constantly using it and twisting things for his own sake, and the fact that his even he he has a manipulative horse outfit that makes him look taller and longer armed than he actually is, ah, and he's, but, but, he's but, using but, his manipulative powers to get other people to go do his work for him. Right, but that's all physical. That's activity stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's all external world problems. Mm -hmm. He's short. He's um, torturing, you know, the, ginger, the gingerbread man. He is uh, trying to get the... Princess, so that he can take possession of the the right, the, the um, you know of Duloc, you know legally we'll take possession of the uh, of the crown. He, he of already the owns crown. it, but he just wants to possess he wants the crown. To, yeah, right. He wants to be, be he wants to be the, um, the king. Um, right. It's it's. Yeah, I don't mean I didn't mean possession as an obtaining. I just meant you know those are things that you know they actually have to physically go fight a dragon. That's an activity. You know, that's a really big obstacle in the story. That that's a uh, so lots of people are in. I mean, he's manipulative, but that doesn't mean the overall story is. No, and I don't know that he's. I don't think he's that manipulative. He's pretty direct. Yeah. You know, he's just wielding his power. That's all. Right, right. He's just. You know, he says, "Okay, you know, kill him." 
All right, the you, you, you survived. I'm easily manipulated. But You're going to be the champion. You know, you solve my problem. I mean, yeah, you do. I mean, obviously, you know, you see the cue card guys, you know, manipulating the audience, but... Uh, but he was but, direct. He, he didn't tell Shrek to get her for a different reason. He didn't. Yeah, but those are all... The, see, those are all at levels. I don't think those are domain levels. I don't right, think those right. are the, the overview um, side. Right. I think we'll get down into the story form, and you'll find that there are probably other things that are a little more like that maybe probably at the thematic level, you know, as opposed to as opposed to sort of the genre level. I think at the genre level it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. I think, you know, Fiona doesn't like who she is. Yeah. And it's and it's an attitude problem because right. she likes her sometimes and she doesn't like herself sometimes. She's really convinced that the only way that she can be princess is if she marries a human and kisses true love is a human. And she ends up in a human body. She even thinks that if she she's in love with Shrek, and she kisses him, she's going to end up as a human. She's really surprised that she's a, you know, that she ends up as a as a ogress. You know, that that was not something she was expecting because she just was convinced that this is going to be, you know, the way it is. Well, oh, she was she was going for the fairy tale classic fairy tale ending, and right, and she read the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she saw the movie. So. so that would put the overall story in activity. Right. Since he's, Shrek is clearly, it's a doer, it has to be activity or situation, he's in situation. Right, that'll put Shrek in situation, which you can either look at it as he's an ogre and that's causing him trouble, or that that potentially causes trouble for him. It doesn't, it, it's the thing that challenges him. He's a steadfast character, so it's not coming from within. Okay, it's right. definitely the thing that's coming from the outside. I don't think she tries to, to manipulate him Oh, really? Oh, look! Geez, at that time, I think I'm going to go to sleep now. <laughs> Disappears. Yeah. Remember the whole this, yeah. the whole yeah. problem that they have and you know how they have the falling out has to do with, you know, she, doesn't, she thinks that he's not going to like her because she looks so ugly, and of course he thinks that she's talking about him, and uh-huh. you know, all the sort of misunderstandings based on, you know, nothing physical, but all about it. They're... But but they think somebody else thinks about them and all that stuff. That's why manipulation is a bad label in many circumstances because it's too narrow. I don't think there's a lot of manipulation, but there is a lot of psychological conflict. It's how they think is, is what the problem is. That's why I put here psychology underneath manipulation because it's really about sort of a little bit of dysfunctional relationship. You know, because this is the relationship. If this is the relationship, mm-hmm. then you're really looking at that the dysfunction in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And the dysfunction is, is that one is hiding. They're both hiding their real feelings from each other. One out of well, both out of fear. Yeah. One out of fear. Mm-hmm. Both out of fear of rejection. Well, I think the relationship between the, the, uh, him and her is, is in manipulation. But I don't think. Uh, I, I think her her um, domain is. Attitude. Yeah, I, I think everything everybody supported you with that, Bob. I think that, that you nailed that right off right off the top. Yeah, and I would say that the overall story is going to then be activity. activity, which again, I mean, you know, what happens in in this whole thing is, you know, first you round up all the fairy tale creatures and stick them some stick them in some some camp. Then you go, you know, he needs to, he's he thinks he's got everything, but then there's another. Oh, we got to get a princess. Who's going to? So we're going to have a. a Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, champion, you know, fight for the champion who's going to be the one to go off and save the princess 
And Shrek wins that, and so he goes off and he has to fight the dragon, rescue the princess, fight the dragon, escape. And then, the princess and then we have him. basically the overall story stops for quite a while while we, bas- while we catch up on the relationship that has been a little bit stunted in the first half, but now we give a lot more time to develop it, including you know, showing how proficient she is. And I mean, she's got exactly, pretty much the same... She kind of thinks the same way he does. Mm. Yeah. You know, and you know, her attitude about the, the Robin Hood character and all this kind of stuff. Is, really yeah, right yeah, in line really. with where, where Shrek is. So the, you can see the uh, what about them that they like each other because they're very much, they're very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it turns out literally, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, she has cuter ears. Right. So I think that, uh, you know, that that, that relationship... Um, does I think really fit nicely into that, even though it's again it's pretty lightweight. Um, I think Donkey. What is the problem he has with Donkey? If you're saying it's it maybe in the first act, it's this okay. You know, I don't have a problem with that. You know, you get your you know you're big and scary and ugly and oh you know. So he's 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 a manipulator. Right. Donkey is closest yeah, yeah, thing yeah. to a manipulator. Right. Absolutely. He's um, you know, of, of all the characters, yeah. and only and mostly only during the the first part before they get Fiona, right? Because once she's on the picture, he is sidekick all the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, oh, I like how uh, the dragon uh, flips from hinder to help. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, that's a clear, <laughs> very clear. I mean, it's a huge well, laugh, but since you know it's all over the top anyway, it's like. Yeah, okay, why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it works beautifully. It, but it's very specifically hinder, and then very I don't, specifically I'm not sure help. She's, it's, she's it's more a, of a pose than hinder. What's the difference? Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, no, it's hinder. I, I mean, you have to get past the dragon to get to, to the princess. You have to get past that well, obstacle. Actually, he got right past her. He has to you know, get, right, get her out of there. But yeah, I mean, it was a, it was, she was sort of a functional object at that point. She wasn't acting as a character. But yeah. Yeah. Because she was definitely more of a loving, helpful kind of, you know, character when she's with Donkey, mm-hmm. you know, so in other words, you've got the sidekick, but and I'm not sure, it's, you know, not so much Guardian, but maybe a little bit of Guardian, I don't know, and I'm not sure that they're really archetypal characters in that dramatic sense, especially since it was probably used, used, a uh, writer's journey or something, yeah, yeah, so you can probably, you know, look at the hero's journey stages and say, okay, here's really what they're supposed supposed to be. Um, because I, that's pretty much, I think, the map that they used for it. Which is fine. I mean, it worked fine. Um, okay, so let's move down one level. Um, do you want to bring up dramatic at this point or not? Uh, it's easier. Oh, I just bring this down? Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's look at this in the software. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, we'll uh, look and see if we can get how much finer we can get. I don't know exactly how far down we can go with any um, granularity that seems to, to work. All right, just turn off one of these lights so we have a little contrast. All right. Um, so he said he's a steadfast character. I'll, I'll zoom in on this when we're, we're going to start making some of these other changes. Um, a doer, linear... Action, option lock, success, good, which already this is getting it to be a rather um, 
for the U.S. for the U.S. Uh, culture, pretty uh, typical. <laughs> With a activity situation, fixed attitude manipulation. So this is something that's pretty classic in our our culture. Um, and I'm going to bring up the theme browser now, so we can look at our choices. All right, and let me see, I think it's not focused. Ah, that'll make it a little easier to read. Um, so if we zoom in here, uh, if we look at the overall story, we have within that understanding, doing, obtaining, gathering information, and in our um, you know, the main character domain, the past, the future, how things are changing, the present. I think one of those already sort of stands out. Uh, manipulation, developing a plan, playing a role, conceiving an idea, changing one's nature. And then in the fixed attitude uh, influence character, Fiona's domain, uh, memories, impulsive responses, innermost desires, and contemplation. So, anybody have an idea? Does any set of these work? Again, if you pick one quadrant, it's going to be in the same quadrant in the other domain. So, if I pick the past, okay. it'll also be understanding memories and developing a plan. Or how things are changing, we'll also have doing impulsive responses and playing a role. Mm -hmm. So, those are that pattern is if you pick one, you get all the concerns in all four domains, which of course only works at this level. Right. So, anybody have a have think that something they they believe it might be, or are absolutely certain it's not? Because ruling something out is just as valuable as figuring out what it is. I want to select the present for Shrek. Okay. Because he just seems to live very much in the present, and you know, hasn't given much thought to the future, assuming it won't change, and then. Um, when in the overall story there's more and more gathering of information to find out what Farquhar has to do to become king and where this Fiona is and finding a, a you know uh, some champion to, to go after her uh, and then contemplation I'm not sure about conceiving an idea in the relationship domain um, because both the character Shrek and Fiona have to conceive of a romance that they never imagined. Mm. No, that's a good stab at it. Support, uh, alternatives. Well, the one support, I'll add to that, is the elements. You, you do have the acceptance, non-acceptance elements under that quadrant. Um, uh, but, um, I don't know. Is that the, at the element Jim, do you have any? I didn't watch it, so I don't remember. Oh, okay. I, I would assume it would be future obtaining. Yeah, it's, that's what I, I was thinking. Obtaining is what jumps out at me. It just really seems yeah, that from beginning to end, for, for the overall story, yeah. it's about yeah. obtaining. Um, I mean, yes, that definitely get, you know, learning or gathering information is a big signpost, mm -hmm. but I think that's, that's, that's probably, about, uh, probably a signpost, too. Uh, understandings, doings, definitely, or uh, signposts, too, is about anyway. Uh, but it just seems from beginning to end, obtaining is the is the catch-all mm -hmm. uh, for the whole overall story. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obtaining the crown. You know, well, he wants to, the kingship. He needs to obtain the uh, the princess. He's he's getting rid of the fairy tale creatures. Um, 
Uh, and what did somebody say about? And you also the, have the true love's kiss thing with innermost desires. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You what, know. Can you explain the future for Shrek? Yeah, that's well. Sure. I mean, I think if you look at it, it's like okay, everything's just fine. He's he's going along. Now he's got to look. He's looking toward a future with his swamp invaded by right. He's trying to what you know by all these crowds of fairy tale creatures, right? You know, and it's got like okay, right. This moment, it's not so bad, but this is going to be forever. You know, I have to deal with this forever. I don't think so. So and it's not a how things are changing because it happens immediately. Yeah. You know, it's like a change of condition, and now it's like, no way am I living with this forever. You know, right. I'm going to make sure I, I got to set this this right. Them. And then, of course, the changing one's nature in the relationship. I mean, what's the biggest problem between the two of them? Yeah. She flips back and forth between human and and and, uh, and ogre. Ogre. I mean, and of course, her transformation into an ogress completely seals the deal. Right. I mean, it's a. As I said, it's. This is kind of a really, really traditional story form. I mean, yeah. if, if there are any uh, traditional, I'm being kind using that word. I'd say cliche, but. Um, but this kind of movie they want because it's it's it's, it's a, not it's about that. It's about the well, jokes. Yeah, it's, it's about the visual puns. It's puns. a satire yeah. of a classic fairy tale. Right. So it they is. want the story to be familiar. Yeah. And the storytelling to be the the. The fun stuff. No, the, the really all the you don't have to worry about the story. You're dealing with just all the fun material and the playing with it by putting these different spins on expectations, which is basically what comedy is all about. Well, the genre twist is just at the end when she doesn't become the princess; she becomes you know, the ogre. Right, right. So that's, the, that's really the only storytelling twist. Is yeah. Right, but that's again, that's 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 twisting the Beauty and the Beast, beast. Which, which, yeah. because yeah. it's beauty not beast. it's it's Beast and the Beauty. Right. Right. right, so it's a story from the beast perspective, and suddenly the beauty turns into a beast, and he's happy. Yeah, <laughs> which, which you know, when people saw a lot of people, you know, uh, critiquing Beauty and Beast, it's like, wow, the he turned into a gorgeous, you know, GQ model. So it's like, wow, that was disappointing. Boy. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's like, wow, that's it's he's far less interesting now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more yeah. that Beauty and the Beast than that. that yeah, well, I know oh, that's what abusive relationship. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm well, I, yes, and I think if you're looking at the Jean Cocteau version, it's a little more interesting than, than the, the Disney version. But um, so I, I agree. I think that you know that covers all four really well in terms of like you know the, the concern, and you definitely see the conceiving idea in the relationship where I I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's going to end up as the fourth act, but you know her just like oh. This is what it's about. I, I, I it can work. Yeah, I get it now. I don't know. Maybe it could also be that it would never work. I don't know. That might be the third act, possibly. But uh, it's it's just interesting because I I definitely when I was watching it that there was a moment I thought ah this is a conceiving moment. I don't know what what more than that. Just because she has this sort of flash of insight and it's like ah that that's that's conceiving, you know. Um, all right, so now we move down to. Uh, well, well, I'll, I. Ba 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 ba. When they're they're building the relationship, and he's like awkwardly trying to think of ways to you know to, you know, charmer, charm yeah, uh, you know the weed rat and you know and and you know getting up the, the toad. flower, getting up the, the, the blowing up the toad. 
Oh, right. Mm -hmm. right. Just getting ideas of how to, yeah, play, play up this role. And she comes back with blowing up the snake and making a, yeah. a little yeah, doggy out of it. Yes. Like, oh my God, only an ogre could think of that. So they must, they must be exhaling helium because... Must be. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> okay, so uh, it is actually, you know, a fairy tale. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, there are no dragons really, or talking or donkeys, or, <laughs> or dragons, or ogres, with, yeah. dragons with fabulous eye makeup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like if that's if that's the what the one thing you have a problem with, it's like wow, you're giving it an awful lot, and then suddenly. <laughs> All right. So now, if we look at the if we look down at the just the overall story. So now we're just okay. focusing. The concern is the framing device, the obtaining. But then we have approach, attitude, self-interest, or morality. And then underneath those, under approach, we have consider, reconsider, logic, and feeling. Under self-interest, we have pursue, avoid, control, and uncontrolled. In morality, we have faith, disbelief, conscience, and temptation. And in attitude, we have support, oppose, help, and hinder. Um, I think uh, maybe this is where we see uh, the ogre's, I want to be, you know, his self-interest uh, versus morality, maybe, where he's, uh, at the beginning, just wants it to keep his place to himself, maybe. Uh, yep, I think you're right. I think that's, that's part of it, as well as the self-interest of, of uh, Farquaad and the princess, who she's trying to, you know, she's, she wants the particular prince because she wants to live the fairy tale uh, life. Uh, the donkey wants to, you know, protect himself from being taken away and <laughs> ending up exactly where he ends up anyway. Hmm. Um, you know, in the swamp with at, at his house. So, I mean, yeah, there certainly does seem to be a lot of self-interest. If you look at the control and uncontrolled and, and pursue and avoid, again, this is like a, this is the classic typical quad that you'd go into to do this kind of a story. And, you know, the control freak, and then uh, the then ultimately it's, it's uncontrolled, the freedom is is um, is there, and the question is, is control the problem? And of course, she as a princess who changes back and forth between ogre and human, there's a control issue. There certainly is. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> You know, having, um, I mean, you've got yeah a number of different things in there. If we, if so, if we would, st the problem is, is it is a question is, is control the problem, or is or is it the symptom? Because or is it the symptom? Yeah, right. clearly, yeah. Um, hmm. Well, here's if we the said thing, no, well, what, it, it, could be the problem. Well, here's the thing: in the main character, the thing that really jumps out at you is is preconception as an issue. Is that the issue or is that more a catalyst or something? I don't know. But that really jumps out. Sure, because um, of prejudice against ogres. But uh, but I don't know if the quad of control and control help hinder is proper for the main character. Uh, alternatively, but could delay be the main character issue? Because that's... If, if we pick self-interest, we're down to delay and preconception on the main character. And I don't know if if, well, let's okay. Let's let's try that. Let's say let's say the issue is is uh, self interest, and let's look and see where else we uh, okay in hers. 
we find that she's either going to be hope or denial, right? As her issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's make sure that's right. Yeah. So she's either hope or well, denial. I think denial would be the one. It um, would seem to yeah. be. Yeah, right. Which matches up the preconception, yeah. Right, so if we said that that looks good, we'll try that one. And so that brings us down to, to pursue being either the problem or the solution and consider, reconsider the symptom response for, the, for, uh, for her. Well, if you go back up to the overall story, overall story it's, it's control is either the problem or the, yeah, the problem or solution. Oh, it's the symptom or response. So it would be it would be the symptom. Uh, oh no, uncontrolled would be the uh, a con- un- yeah uncontrolled would be the symptom because the response to that is to to get every, all the fairy tale creatures and put them in a controlled environment right. to try to get control. Right. Okay. I mean, I would think right. that that would be it. And that would make the overall story problem because the response to everything is to control is control. But mm-hmm. the, I think the problem is avoidance. Well, the pro- uh, how then how would the problem be avoidance? Yeah. Well, Tell there's avoidance. Okay. Of the, other pe- the other type, the avoidance of others, especially those weirdos. Right. It's uh, just like keeping. If, if, think of it as prevent, not avoid. Okay. So prevent anything you don't want. You know, I am preventing. It's kind of like, you know, the, I don't, I'm trying to prevent any kind of disturbances that, that, that the, uh, if you think about the Farquand, he is trying to prevent disturbances. Um, Shrek is trying to prevent all these people from being in his backyard, you know. Um, so his the princess is trying to prevent anyone from finding out her secret. Right now, remember, this is something that, that pursue is really the only thing that'd be at the end, toward the end, and you see that particularly in, in Shrek right. as protagonist. You know, suddenly he's running after her, um, and uh, let's, well, let's try it. It's, well, let's see what we look what we have in in Shrek. That's the nice thing well, about she, this. We can back out. You know, she is not all that eager to kiss Parkour. She does pursue giving Shrek every chance possible. Oh, now this one, I think, is this is going to be a little easier. If we look at Shrek, his problem is either going to be help or hinder. And, and this isn't really his problem. This is his motivation. Uh-huh. And I don't think, well, I don't think he's really motivated to help. Remember, he's, he's not trying to <laughs> help. He's trying to, like, get out of my way. You, you know, you guys are in here. I'm not going to help you find your homes. I'm just going to try to make, I'm going to try to get you out of here. Yeah, you're, you're, you're home. And, I don't care what you know, happens when you get out. I'm not the Prince Charming. You know, I'm not here to help you. I'm just, you I'm know, he's, from, he's motivated because his peace and quiet is being right. hindered by these efforts. So he's not he, trying to hinder. He's no, no, he just, that's, and as a steadfast character, the problem really isn't a problem, it's much more of a source of drive, mm-hmm. because it doesn't ever, it's never resolved. Gotcha. Um, so if we do that, then uncontrolled is the symptom and controls the response, which I think is, again, you know, all these crazy fairy tale characters, okay, we got to put them in a concentration camp, um, you know, I'm trying to control the people, you know, here of the cue cards of what their reactions are going to be because I don't want them to be that's right, that's anything right. other than what I want. 
Um, so that definitely seems, you know, in, in terms of a sort of a broad, and for him, you know, he sees uh, his world is, you know, he sees everything to be really nice and controlled, and then all of these rats come in and all these fairy tale creatures invade his environment. Is like, and of course, to him, who does he think is one of the biggest problems personally? Donkey, who's about as uncontrolled as you could possibly get. Oh, yeah. You know, that little chaotic creature yeah, that yak, just... Yak, yak, yak. Okay. Right. Yeah, he's out of control of his environment all of a sudden. Right. Um, but I still, I still, uh, I'm still not... The overall story problem of avoid or prevent and uh, solution of pursue, I'm still trying to... Um, I'm still trying to. Well, look what look what back. he. Um, hey, look what he does. At the uh, look at since the closest thing to a protagonist is Shrek, right? Mm -hmm. Forget that where a protagonist has you know pursue or, or avoid as their elements, right? As a crucial element. Just think of this in this way. The first thing that Shrek is trying to do, he's got all these guys thrown in his backyard. Mm -hmm. For him, it's like. I gotta prevent these these guys from being around here. So if it takes from it takes me to go get something, fine. But I am not going to do. I'm not going to be the. I'm not going to be the champion. I'm not going to be the. You know the. the I'm not going to rescue anybody. I'm not doing this for anybody else. This is all. You know. Just to get rid, just of, to get rid of it. And of course, then he gets back to the swamp, and it's like my problem isn't solved. Well, and and the, the big picture, right, and the big picture problem isn't solved at that point either. And it's like, what does he do? I mean, he literally, at that point, he turns around, and it's all pursue at that point. The entire yeah, last act is a sort of like acting on trying to get, trying to, to pursue the, the solution to, yeah. to, and it turns out the solution to everybody's problem. So pursue doesn't come in at the last minute like a lot of times it does you know where it will be just dropped in at the end and sort of wrap it up I think it's it's something that sort of arcs where it starts off where prevent 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 and then a little bit more pursue 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 and ultimately pursue resolves things it starts kind of when he goes into the outhouse and donkey is hinting that there's more to that conversation and he comes out and it's like so did you say anything about me and from there on he's yeah, well, yeah. I think he's still at that point. It's it's more. I think there's still probably. Well, what's in the relationship? We have to look for the yeah. relationship for that. Um, I think there's probably a little. Oh, come on, there we go. Okay. So the symptom is again controlled, and uncontrolled. Um, uh, the problem is temptation, and the solution is conscience. So I think, you know, the easy way out in the relationship is to just you know. Just assume that things are the way they always are. It's not. I mean, I think in that case, the conscience is kind of like, well, you know, you, really, I should give her a second chance, or I should give him a chance. I should listen to her rather than doing the easy thing, which is fine. You want that? I'll get your your your, your prints for you, and I'll, you know, it's sort of like that. The temptation is just doing something that's really simple. Um, I think you do. You you see that again, also being sort of. Worked out between them, and, yeah. And in the, the kind of a combination with the overall story, when isn't it Donkey who 
tells Shrek that she wasn't talking about you. She's in love with you, you know, or, you know, right. she's... Right. What, doesn't Donkey come to him in the... Right, he pretty much, yeah, he does. He sort of said, he, he, he relays information, but he's also acting a bit as conscience at that point. Yeah. It's like you're jumping to, you were jumping to easy conclusions because that's just, you know, you're used to that. As opposed to, and it's simpler, and you don't have to put yourself out for that. But if you'd really thought about it, and you know, give her the benefit of the doubt, and you know, really, she was talking about you. You really need to follow through on this. That is <laughs> conscience talking, and that ultimately does resolve, you know, the the problem. And also for her, for her in the relationship, the temptation is to go with the prince. Yeah. The yeah, easy yeah. answer, the, the one that's right. the okay. I don't care if the prince is five, two feet tall. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just want to get the right. I want to go with you know being the pretty girl. That's the temptation. Is I want to be mm-hmm. that princess that's the fairy tale princess, as opposed to being the one being going with the one that you love, which is the sort of the conscientious way to to deal with it. You know, follow. You know, don't just sort of go with what's easy go with what you, you know... Well, don't go... As, you know, there's the expedient route, and then there's the more difficult route. Right. Road less travel, so to speak. And, and, uh, um, yeah, I think that and works nicely. Yeah, that works nicely. So let's look and see what... Let's look at the uh, report and see what we got here. So we go story engine settings. And uh, let you uh, get there. Okay, so yeah, we have our... You got a buggy version here. Oh, yeah, I probably do. Okay, so all I have to do is just go to the Star Engine and the reports. All right, so. Um, yeah, Story Engine reports. Just do Story Engine and pick another Story Engine. Just go to a different Story Engine because it sets it. So, so hit, the, hit, hit any one of those other ones. Oh, here? Yeah, no, up there, oh, right. like any one of those. That's fine. Now go to reports. Command R. Okay. Oh, that's right. You're, you're, somebody, people watching. So. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, um, all right. So, with main character, we've got benchmark of the past. We don't see yeah. that at all. We, I, I don't think we really do, but we do see that in the second movie. <laughs> no, I, I just no. It, it, it felt the story felt light because it's only yes. ninety minutes long, mm-hmm. right? And and so I, I I did feel like there were story points left out. Yes, that I, I we kind of see a little bit of the past when he's talking to Donkey and kind of talks about how people have always rejected him. And we yeah, see a little bit of the past. Yeah, yeah and, and you also get a little bit in terms of you know the stars too because yeah. they are also you know the great sort stories of, of over the past. Exactly, yeah, crowd, you get a little bit of that. The, you know the typical. Um, probably one of, I would probably uh, flip signpost one and signpost three because keep pointing out that the present really seems to be his first signpost. Yeah. Also, um, I do see. I mean, the unique ability of openness works really well. I mean, he's you know he's that very frank about everything. Yeah. But and critical flaw self interest is very clear. Yes. Yeah. I think those both work very nicely. That, that's when you know that you know he's 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 you know, growing, and he's falling in love, and he's becoming a sweeter person, and then all of a sudden, it's like, no, this is just about, you know, and, and you can really see him take a, try, take a dip. Trying yeah. to flip back, yeah, trying to flip back. Yeah. All right, so now if we look at the relationship, we have manipulation, changing one's nature, commitment versus responsibility. 
uh, problem of temptation, solution of conscience, uh, symptom uncontrolled, response control. We did that. Catalyst of rationalization, that's sort of excuse making. Uh, an inhibitor of hope. That's interesting. So it's like, ooh, something's developing here. You know, sort of. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because neither one of oh, and great. Conceiving an idea is the last. That's that's idea. where I wanted it to be. Okay. Yay. Because <laughs> that's where I saw it. <laughs> Good. That's that's right when she finally figures everything out and their relationship is then sealed. I think. And he kind of gets the idea, too. At the beginning of the act, and then she she gets it at the act end, and they're both uh, on the same page. Yeah, Seinfeld's, in terms of when Fiona comes into the picture, and this, this this is also kind of an argument that, you know, to a certain extent, Donkey fills in the impact character gap in the first act, mm -hmm. developing a plan. Because playing a role, uh, in terms of their relationship... Playing uh, a role is when she jumps in, she when jumps, she's there. Jumps, that jumps right in yeah. to that whole playing a role thing. we got to play the fairy tale role. Excuse me? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just I came in a little bit late, and I think I missed the part where... You went into uh, the handoff between Donkey and Fiona. Can you just sure, can you we're, explain that we, a bit more? Yes, we're just talking about that. Effectively, Donkey acts as an influence character up to the point Fiona is introduced, and then he basically goes into his sidekick role completely. And I think we're just now talking about how that, how that shows up. And I think when you talk about developing a plan... That's all Donkey does is talk about like, how can we how can we be pals and relationship and buddies and you know how can you how can you share your life with someone else and I mean it's he he, he does that absolutely makes that argument yeah. and the minute that um, and and he pretty much drops out of that argument for the most part not completely but for the most part once Fiona is introduced and she definitely is playing a role I mean you know. Laying down, getting the flowers, being just you know, just pretending she's asleep, you know, doing all the princessy things, and then even saying, "Okay, so, uh, um, and, you know, now I'm the princess, and you're the you know the, the knight, knight, the valiant, that's, knight. The valiant knight, so you need to kiss me, and you know, and and it doesn't quite work out. Changing one's nature is when you get to, I think, is when the the first time she's transformed. You know, we see her at that that first night, and that's when the whole issue of her transforming back and forth becomes a a problem in their relationship. Because up to that moment, everything's moving nicely, and then that comes in. All of a sudden, she has to be alone. Huh? All of a sudden, she has to be alone. The night comes, and all of a sudden, she has to be alone. She puts the door there. Right, and he takes it as a rejection. Yeah. Remember, you know, he uh, wants to move the boulder over the door. Um, <laughs> Donkey says no. And then, you know, and it, and it gets even worse until the point where he feels like he's completely rejected by her when he misunderstands her. And then the last act is with the, you know, oh, you know, we're just alike. Hey, Literally. Yeah. You know, in a changing one's nature kind of way. Mm -hmm. um, the benchmark of developing a plan, though, um, I think that I think that has to do with either Farquaad's plan or Shrek's plan to, to get rid of to set things all back right. Um, I think it's probably more like Farquaad's plan because that's the thing we definitely see each of these steps being completed once the marriage once they're married. Farquaad's plan is in, is completely in effect. 
So and their relationship, the benchmark in their relationship has to do with responding to that um, dynamic. Uh, or or developing uh, a counter plan in some sense. No, um, no, I think I may I missed I I think I blended my context. Um, <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I do too. <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at not doing it, but I just just stepped right into that one. Uh, well, I think again, I think that developing a plan is kind of like how can we make this work? You know, well, how can this guy, this ogre who doesn't like to live with anybody, but is it you know kind of developing a? I mean, I think that's implicit. Uh, it, yeah. yeah um, well, and, that, and, and um, certainly, Donkey is urging Shrek to come up with a plan once he realizes that you know the princess is going to get away. But even but it's still remember it's still going on after they get back to the swamp when Donkey puts up the fence. It's like fine, you know. Okay, so we're living together, but this is my side and that's your side, you know. So it's that's still part of the how can we live together kind of thing. Yeah, you were gonna say, Sam. Even when you're going again, it's not really said. But there's when you talk about how can we make this work. I mean, she collects flies and gives it to him. you know, just this, the, the idea that it possibly could work when they're traveling back to the kingdom. Right, and she's really kick-ass, and, you know, and he is too. Well, don't forget, when they, when they go into, uh, they see the castle that they have to go into, he sends Donkey off to find the stairs. Right, we're well, basically getting rid yeah, of him. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, <laughs> bas- he's basically, you know, and uh, so, I mean, he's basically always trying to get rid of him, but still part of developing him. I'm still in the yeah, that whole castle scene is kind of developing a plan. Shrek has to develop a plan to get past the dragon, but Fiona's developing her plan of what to do, you yeah. know, her, her role stuff, you know, she's got everything right. all set up. We've had time right. to think about this. Yeah, yeah so exactly. Got her plan all set up. And I think that, yeah. Okay, so then we have the overall story. We talked about self-interest and personality. Um, the catalyst of approach and an mm-hmm. inhibitor of delay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you see the inhibitor of delay is when the sun comes up and, you know, the sun will be like, oh, we, we got to stop. Yeah. You know, we can't go any further. It's like, no, we can continue to go. No, er, you know, overall story literally stops in that location because of the subjective, uh, the main char- uh, the, the influence characters through line and the relationship through line. Sort of like, we need to explore these things more, so let's put in this dead stop and we have to delay things. I mean, that's, that's technically it works really well for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Could it also be he goes originally to get to Farquaad to give it back, but then he's delayed because he has to do something else to actually get his swamp back. So his goal of getting the swamp back is delayed even further when he has to do something else besides mm-hmm. just go see Farquaad. Yeah, um, except that the story doesn't stop then. That's the thing. Is the conflict doesn't stop then. Okay. Um, I mean, the two, the, 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 I think certainly Farquhar's plan sort of stops until he can get a, until we can get a champion. Mm-hmm. And then once we've got a champion, then everything goes, right. goes on again. Um, I think that though at that point, that no, that point, pretty much there is not a whole lot of things slowing it down. The overall story is moving along at a pretty, pretty fast pretty pace. Nice, yeah. And the only two times we see where it really kind of it stops dead is when 
the sun goes down <laughs> those two times. And the reason it does that is because she has a Secrets, right, but 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 see, and this is really important to understand. When you use when you use the inhibitor from a writing as a writing tool, uh -huh. you're using it to slow down the overall story through line, right. so that when you come back to it, you can sort of pick up exactly where you left off or right. really close. Mm -hmm. um, now, you can use that uh, like for commercial breaks, and especially if you're going to go off and explore other other mm -hmm. through lines. Sometimes you want to throw in the catalyst, and then if you cut away, you can come back, and all sorts of stuff has already happened, so it lets you sort of get by oh, a lot yeah. of stuff that you really didn't want to have to spend time sort of like exploring, but you know it had to happen. Mm -hmm. So you throw a little catalyst in, which basically everybody anticipates, oh, this is going to be moving along pretty yeah. fair clip. Yeah. So by the time we get back there, we're not surprised that we've missed all this other stuff. Which frequently has all sorts of things that happen that you get revealed later on that you didn't know get happened, like you know the influence character changes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if there's if it's that kind of a story, but that's one of the reasons why you would use it from an author's perspective. Why you want to do it in a story? The reason it's important is because there are always things that sort of accelerate and decelerate the progress and the flow of any particular through line. Right. Um, because in real life, there are things that, that slow us down and things that speed things up and right. things that create more conflict and things that sort of, you know, turn the, the, the level of the conflict, you know, far down mm -hmm. to just let it to a simmer. So, I mean, it, it, these are all parts of things that we see in real life and experience in real life in terms of problem solving. Right. So you put them in a story because those are things that are naturally going to be there. And if they, they're not there, then the audience goes, but what about this part of it? Why didn't something like that happen? Because mm -hmm. you know, if it's not there, then we think of it. If it's there, we don't even think of it. So that's, that's kind of like why it, not only what its purpose is or what its function is for a writer's point of view, but also what it does for an audience in terms right. of what is it satisfying. And then we've got our influence character, uh, fixed attitude, yeah. innermost desires, and of course we didn't choose any of hers directly, I don't think, did we? Um, oh, denial. Yeah, we picked denial, um, which I think was really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so her problem is avoidance. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> that one it's really clear. Mm -hmm. um, her symptom is reconsider, and the response is consider. Um, hmm. I think that oh, that would be if you asked Fiona what causes her, what would cause trouble for her, is if that people see her and then see her in a different light, they reconsider who she might be, that that would be yeah. really troublesome for her. Really. So it's sort of like, just take me, just just evaluate me, you know, consider me like what you, how you see me, you know. Right. And so she combined with her, I'm not going to let anybody see me, you know, then it always, she only shows that one side of her, which of course is where, what, what's motivating her and driving her. Um, unique ability closure, uh, well, that's certainly... Um, that's interesting. Okay, this would be. Here's the thing. There, there are. There's. There is a significant amount of backstory. Yeah. That's yeah. left out. 
you know, benchmark of memories. I mean, you know, you, you can kind of implicitly see it there, but it's not. It's not right. She's explicit. responding to something that she's obviously that there's something that she's known that, yeah, that we, don't, we don't get any of that. We don't get right. that until the second or third one. Right. Yeah. You get a lot of it in the second one. Um, which I never saw, but, um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, so, it, you know, again, it's a short movie, so not everything is explored. Um, yes? Did you have an idea for closure? Because I'm stumped on that one. Um, ability. I think. Unless it's too. Well, the the only thing I could say that the the one place the way I think it could possibly work would be if, in fact, especially toward the end, she she could um, she if she was basically and in fact we see it but Trek doesn't so it doesn't really work against him but if if. He saw her saying, "Okay, hurry it up, hurry it up, let's get married, hurry up." You know, which she's doing yeah. because she wants to stay. She wants to stay in human form. But you can imagine him walking in, going to interrupt it, and hearing her going, "You know, let's let's end this. Let's come on. Let, I want to be married. Let's go." It would be like, "Oh, you know." You could easily see that deflate his his sails. Right. But that's not the place they want to do that. Um, well, in terms of closure. Also, the, the spell. The spell. It's the spell. Right. She wants closure on the spell, but mm -hmm. it turns out that it's, it's in reverse from what she expects, and, and I think that's. And you do see it. I think flaw. you do see it. Probably the it, it, when, you know, Shrek goes fine. Here, here's your prince. You know, you see a little bit of that. Let's bring this. Let's wrap this up. You know, that's that that. I think it's sort of tied to that. Because that, that closure critical, critical flaw would be her commitment to. Her idea of how to solve the problem. Like, let's get married, maybe. Or, or, or her so com her commitment to the fairy tale. Right. Uh, yeah, to, co commitment to the fairy tale and the image, uh, her image as a princess. Right. Um, which is which is a flaw. Ultimately. But she, in the end, accepts who she is, which has a unique ability of closure. Right, but it only and the thing. Well, no, because remember. The, the influence character unique ability is the quality that makes the influence character able to undermine the main character's unique ability, which is tied to the goal. Right. So they, they actually, it's kind of like the equivalent of the main character's critical flaw, except it's an external force. Right. So it's this external force that undermines the main character's unique ability of being able to help the overall story goal be mm -hmm. achieved. So, so that... So it doesn't, it does not, it isn't sufficient. So she does okay. not sufficiently then, then, then undermine him. Standing from the main character's point of view, then critical flaw is actually a positive uh, dynamic uh, in terms of if unique ability will undermine the main, especially when the main character said fast, right? Uh, if closure will undermine the main character's unique ability, then the critical flaw is what undermines that. The, the critical flaw undermines the, the influence character critical flaw undermines the influence character's unique ability right, right. so it's, undermines the right so in other words if the commitment really undoes the 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 closure i mean she then, is in love with shrek i mean there so there is an emotional commitment there um, that ultimately is is in defiance of her desire to bring the spell to a close so she can be human all the time right 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 she's exceptionally committed to 
That's actually, I like, I do like that, u that usage of that in that context, because that also works toward sort of smoothing over conflict between them, because what she, how, how she could have this negative effect by sort of closing that, closing off the, the whole spell thing. Um, because if, if she, yeah, I mean, I mean, if she, if she closes off the spell in the way she expects, then they are then, apart right. forever. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I, I like I like that. Although I frankly think it's pretty lightweight. I'm not sure how much yeah. of it's in there. Yeah. I think you know. To me, I see. I I think that the innermost desires, impulsive responses, and contemplation are really closely there. Memories. Benchmark and Okay. So a benchmark, each through line will have a way to evaluate how it's progressing, all right? And that's what a benchmark is in a through line. So, for instance, we were talking about um, uh, benchmark of developing a plan in the relationship. What is it? We have it here? Understand. Okay, so developing a plan. So the thing is, is that you'd say, okay, how is this relationship going? Well, you look to... In this case, what kind of plan do they see that, uh, how much planning is going on toward making a relationship work or toward it falling apart? Um, so you look, at, you look at that and you say, okay, where are we in the story? It's almost like looking at saying, what's the yardstick? If I was just going to lay this, this story out from end to end, this thread, where are we? Well, you can look at the benchmark and how it's, it's progressing to get a sense of where things are. In something that's a lightweight like this, that's trying to really just move along quickly, they might drop in a couple of those things just so you get a sense, oh, we're making progress, or ooh, we're backsliding a little bit. Um, because the benchmark can be either indicating growth in a positive way or growth in a negative way, like tearing down. Because you can have a relationship that's falling apart as opposed to one that's building up. This is a building up relationship. But just as easily, you can have one where they're, you know, this, this, relationship is going to end tragically. And it can also go indicate that it's going to, to a negative end and ultimately sort of resuscitate itself too. So the end is not necessarily described by the path that's going there. Um, so that's what a benchmark is. The signposts are, is to think about, is the easiest way to think about it is what is being explored in each act. And we have four signposts, and if you want to equate that to the traditional three-act structure, you know, you have your opening act, act one, then you have the first at half of act two, which is a long one, you know, it goes to the middle, the midpoint, and then the second half, which we call act three, and then the last act, which is traditionally called act three, we call act four, because they're actually really four, four pieces if you include a midpoint. And so each through line will explore different things in that, in that through line. So we call them signposts as opposed to acts because the act is kind of like the size and the signpost is what's going inside it. So for, um, we, we had for our main character, it says it starts off in the past, looks, looks to the present, looks to the future, examines the present, and then how things are changing. And frankly, I think in almost all of them, they're only doing three out of four. I mean, it really feels like it's it, they they just did the middle part as one piece yeah. and not broke it up in a midpoint. It just has that feel to it, um, which is it. Which if you're using the um, the uh, writer's journey 
the, the that template. Chris Vogler. The Chris Vogler or, or um, uh, uh, Joseph jo- yeah Joseph Campbell yeah. hero's journey. Um, that really is broken. At, at the time this came out, before which is before Dramatica came out. I mean, before Dramatica was sort of really well known. Well, this is still the, before Saving the Cat, at least. Right. <laughs> it was seen as you're in the the current world, then you go into the extraordinary world, and which is sort of half the movie, and then you come back into the the, the real world. Um, and so, it's really thought of in that context in three different sections. Which is why I think we only see three things being explored each time because they really didn't break the middle part into, you know, into two pieces. How does the mostly. overall story do, do a bump? Is it a U-turn? Overall, that would be bump. Uh, let's see. The main overall story is going to be understanding, doing, obtaining. No, it's a it's a three act structure. Although, yeah, because you go from that's actually pretty like normal classic Z pattern. You know, upper left, upper right, lower left, lower right. That's a, that's a Z pattern. The the uh, relationship is, however, now that's a Z pattern. Pretty much, same exact matching it, <laughs> same orientation. Relationship is that one's a uh, that one's a bump in the middle. And uh, the influence character, where is she? Oh, you just did the influence uh, character. Oh, the influence character is a bump in the middle. Uh, overall story was, okay, relationship is developing a play on playing role. Yeah, and then the main character is past. It's a U pattern. Is a U pattern. So the, the main character is going to be episodic. So it, that feels right. Yeah, yeah. And what we're doing there is, we, but if you, if you map the location of this, and it's easier to show you on the theme browser, if you look at the um, signposts, so here's signpost one is uh, in, for the overall story is understanding, and signpost two, signpost three, signpost four. So it's kind of like a Z pattern. Oh, I see. And when you go through a diagonal, it's not going to be a very noticeable transition. So going from obtaining to doing or doing to obtaining is not going to be, you'll notice it, but it's sort of like, at some point, we went from one city limits to another, but I'm not really sure we went. Or we went from LA City to LA County. It's like, all right, there. I'm sure there was a line there somewhere, but I didn't really notice it. But if you go across, you know, vertically or horizontally, those are going to be very noticeable transitions because the nature of what you're exploring is so different. The, the frame of reference, so you can kind of get a feel for how the story is going to play out. A traditional three-act structure is one where you have a, uh, like this, you've got signpost one, and then you cross one of these, in this case it's a vertical um, bar, a vertical line, we call that, which sort of gives you a bump, and then you have this sort of slide across the middle, which gives you a long middle act, and then a bump for the third act. So that traditional three-act structure, that's where that feel comes in. You know, you watch it, you feel that that's that that way. That actually has to do with the the, the um, flow of the act from or the signpost from one act to another, and then with the main character we were talking about, it if you'll see here we start off signpost one and that goes to signpost two which crosses a barrier so you feel that transition, then to signpost three we feel that one and then signpost four so you feel that so you sort of like you know bump 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 so it, it feels very episodic. 
And then the other one that happens is what we see in the relationship where you've got developing a plan. Uh, no, no, that's an uh, influence character. You've got signpost one is innermost desires, and it sort of flows into signpost two, but then you cross over into, sorry, into signpost three, and then it flows into signpost four. So the one thing you notice is that sort of midpoint switch. It's kind of like a rise and fall, or, I mean, there's one like that in um, Witness. And it's really apparent when the relationship sort of crosses a line between just being sort of kind of platonic to something a lot more uh, personal. Um, and it happens It happens in one scene, or it happens when they're up in the... He's fixing the car, and she comes up, and it changes from a... into a much more romantic relationship. It's like, boom, oh, wow, that they just crossed the line here, and it has that feel of it. So that's what we were talking about. And that's where signposts and journeys come in. Uh, signposts come in. All right. So I think this looks like a pretty good... I think this is a pretty good story for him. I mean, it's really, like, simple. <laughs> you know, this is almost a, a cliche story for him. Um, but that's also one of the reasons why it makes it really easy to, you know, watch and very familiar, and, and you can yeah, just... It's, it's, it's meant to be a fairy tale story structure. Right. But it actually is a story, but it is a, yeah. it's not a tale, though. It's, it actually it is, is a story. A story. But, but yeah. I mean, in terms of, you know, you... <coughs> Want to build on that s simplicity, and and uh, um, you know you're, you're not you're not looking for a sophisticated story structure. The sophistication comes in the in the parodies, right? And then you, that's what happens when you want to do a genre piece. You know, it's like Star Wars. Star Wars is a genre piece. It's all about the really cool, you know, the science fiction fantasy stuff that's in there. It's not about the story. The story is very simple and straightforward, and is it is not the same, but close to this. Um, the domains are all the same, so you, you know. So you've got, you know, at the highest level, genre level, it's pretty much in the same realm. But when you get into particulars, it's it's uh, a little bit different. That's a changed character as opposed to a steadfast character. Um, but I think everything else is the same on the mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, on that. And then you know, and the, and the domains are all the same. So. Um, so that's what's going on there. Uh, anybody else have any other questions we have for our story points? Oh, requirements of understanding. Thought plan. And, you know, I just I don't really think it got that that sophisticated. Well, requirement understanding prerequisite. I mean, the interesting preconditions. What? All those four of the ones that are missing. Yeah. But memories the past and yeah. understanding. Those are all the ones that are pretty much and they they're yeah, they just really aren't there. And again, yeah, there's you know the, it's not only the backstory about, you know, Shrek and Fiona, but the backstory of you know, Everything. There is no backstory. Part yeah, part what what what's the deal? What right, the, there is no know. backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something happens. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's you know, that's fine. Especially if you're doing a really light story where it's not about trying to figure out the true meaning of Shrek. It's really about, you know, making it a a vehicle for a, a, a really sound vehicle for entertainment. Mm -hmm. I mean, com compare this fairy tale with the old Leslie Ann Warren Cinderella fairy. I mean, that, right. 
That's definitely a tale, but what's Shrek is a story. Right, right. And and it, because it, with that, it's got really straightforward. You know, Cinderella is just following pretty much the, the Brothers Grimm story. You know, this happened, then 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 this is how it ended up. And that's what you get with a tale. You know, lots of different things happen in this to support, you know, it going a certain direction and not other directions. And that's what turns it into much more, um, uh, much more of a story or, you know, an argument as opposed to a statement. This podcast was brought to you by Wright Brothers, creators of software for writers since 1982. Visit us at www.screenplay.com and www.dramatica.com.